Welcome to the Sales Acceleration Show, where we talk about the science of selling across the areas of demand generation, sales, and sales operation. This show is about doing. We focus on real problems, real solutions with real people, all dedicated to accelerating sales. I'm Gabe Larson. And I'm Steve Error. Let's dive in. Morgan. Bon matin. B- uh, Feliz Navidad. Uh, Joyeux Noël. <laughs> Buenas noches. Buenas started. Buenas noches. Uh, bon matin. Are, there, are you actually using real words? Because I yeah, know I'm using real I'm stuff. Really, I don't I'm, know. I'm saying I'm. This is. You, keep, you sound like you're saying the same thing. Well, you think I'm speaking French, but it's not French. This is Creole. Oh, okay. Um, Should I do the whole podcast today in Creole? No, you couldn't. I don't think you could. I don't think you could, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My German's bad, man. You know, uh, we've got a, another gentleman here who speaks Creole. In this company? Yeah, this company. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I thought you were a lone wolf on No, that. no, no. In fact, there used to be Tom Pilkington. Yeah, I like Tom. Tom, Shout Tom out to Creole. Tom. Hey, Tom. Welcome to the Sales Acceleration Show. Um, we got another fabulous episode. I think you have to say that. I think you have I think to say... We've well, got a great guest. We've got a great... Have you ever listened to a podcast where like, hey, uh, hey welcome <laughs> to the podcast. Kind of sucks today. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Actually, I'm going to say that. We don't have a guest today. We have no guests. And um, Steve and I are just going to... We're going to riff. We're yeah, gonna riff exactly. Here. Another rant cast. Yeah, a little bit of a rant. So um, I find, though, that some of our most popular podcasts... Are our rant cast. You know the one that did really well was the the Dreamforce one where you just went, ran yeah. around and talked poked people. Did you that, see that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that, that was cool. That was a fun one. Yeah, that was a fun one. Um, so we had a who did we do it with last time? What was his name? Um, Rob. Yeah. What? What? Last time? Whatever. A couple times ago. Rob. Yeah. Jepson, yeah, Robert, Rob Jepson from yeah. here in uh, in Utah. Yeah, clairvoyant, exvoyant, exvoyant. Not we, clairvoyant. We talked about clairvoyance. We talked about clairvoyance. So um, Rob brought up a theme that kind of struck us this week. We'll probably be talking a little bit about, but mm-hmm. we were going to dive into the concept of the top five things that piss off inside sales managers the most. You know, we talked about I don't know a little bit ago about top five things that piss off inside sales reps. The and, most. If, and if there's a vocal group, it's sales reps, right? And I don't know that sales managers because they have to put on that happy face. Yeah, this was pretty interesting because you yeah. often hear from leaders and reps, but these kind of more mid-level managers. They we don't want to make them. the higher ups unhappy, and they gotta make sure their guys are motivated. So generally, they just kind of put their head down and go. Yeah, so we went but out. We, we we literally asked a couple hundred mid mid-level managers what pisses them off. Yeah, and we want we want to talk about it today. Um, so did the survey say that though? I it doesn't the, say piss off. I, I think it's challenge. It's something I would like love for next year. Let's, let's saw. We should That's probably that. not the right term, but I like it. Yeah. So um, some of the things that kind of jumped out. What was some of the things that jumped out to you? You know, you've been reviewing the results. We've been kind of chatting about them, Steve. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's uh, a couple of things. Um, number one, um, it's significantly different looking than uh, than the rep report. Yeah, but but yet also some some similarities. It, it, it's right? different how things have rep report looks like things are just moving all over the place. There's right. some there's right. some very static, the same concerns year after year after year. Which yeah, is, that's got to be the thing. One thing yeah. that jumps out probably the most first is, um, the top 
it's actually the top six, but we normally t- focus on the top five. But the top six items for the last three years, and we've now asked almost a thousand inside sales managers. They're the same. They're the yeah. exact same. Have not every budged. freaking year. Yeah, and which is is, it, it, I, I I've got a couple theories as why. Well, let, let's let's give them the yeah. list real quick. So, yeah. the number one, two, three, four, five training and development number one, yep. three years in a row. Lead quality and quantity three years in a row. Recruiting and hiring number three, three years in a row. Tools and technologies and coaching and then compensation rounds out the top six. All me, the exact same. Oh, comp plans, comp plans. Is that for the reps or for the managers? This is challenges that the that the managers face in their business. So it could be when we say compensation. That's compensation in general. We okay. didn't go specific as to say, yeah. is it rep? Is it your manager? Is it the company? So it's compensation in general. Yep. Yeah, I could, uh, I would I <laughs> see all those. So the question though, and we want to dive into it here in just a minute. I mean, what? why the consistency? Three years in a row, all top six items, almost a thousand managers complain. What? How in the heck have we not fixed this? So that was probably the biggest thing that jumped out to both of us. Uh-huh. Um, what else? What was something else that kind of jumped out to you? Well, there are a couple of uh, a couple of big movers. Yeah, what was big, the biggest mover? Biggest mover for that I see here is employee retention. That went from number thirteen concern to uh, to number seven. Yeah, employee retention. Um, why? What what was going on with employee retention? Uh, I have an economic theory. I think that generally the economy and the job market's doing a little better. Do you? And uh, reps can be a little bit more picky in yeah. the jobs they have. Yeah. And uh, and we experienced that in Utah, right? Yeah, I yeah. mean, Utah's got its own tech. Not it's not a boom, right? But it's got its tech scene, and yeah. uh, it's kind of uh, well, everybody's poaching from everybody, right? I, you know, you'll. You'll, well, you'll, we're hearing now. What was that? I was hearing the other day a sales development rep was getting a hundred and eighty OTE or something. Uh, I saw one get 120. 120? Oh, yeah. 100, sorry, 180. 120. It was 120. I think you and I were talking about that. And and to be honest, uh, I, I looked OTE at it. For a, I looked oof. at why is that the case? What's going on that a company... Because they don't do it out of the goodness of their heart. They don't do it because, <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? It would be really cool. I would just like to offer you 150 bones just to it's be a, nice for it's Christmas. It's a business decision, right? You know, when... Uh, well, they don't even know these people, and they're typically 30 years old, 25 years right. old. Right. When when the Warriors are going to pay their guys, you know, Steph Curry, that much money, they pay him that because he's going to put, you know, butts in seats and sell jerseys, and, and uh, you know, people are going to... He's, he's, there's a return on the investment, right? So why do they feel like they have to pay that much? My guess, uh, comp, number one, competition. Number two, uh, they want to create some sort of a sense of golden handcuffs. And then number three, I looked into it, and that company has such a poor culture, yeah, has such a poor atmosphere and environment that it's the only way they can keep people there. Yeah, it was is, is my big, theory. A big, big, big check. And don't get me wrong, I like to get paid, right? I'm not here at Inside Sales because for charity as well. For, yeah, I um, am. I'm actually here for charity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could be somewhere else. <laughs> no. um, but you, you know what I mean. I think those are. I mean, those are some of the main. Those are some of the main the things. If, if people don't like being there, you've got to make up to them another way. That's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, I think it becomes uh, an attractive market, and that, that that could be true. I mean, inside sales hovers typically pretty high, thirty-ish percent in turnover. 
Um, but employee retention made a huge jump. On the flip side, the thing that took the biggest nosedive was selling the value of inside sales. That went from number seven to number 12. So what do you think think that is? Yeah, I mean, I I was actually even surprised that that um, was so high as number seven. I believe that was a bigger problem in 2013, 12, et cetera, because the value of inside sales just wasn't there. But I thought that had been more established, and I think that's one of the reasons. I mean, sales development, that's a term people are really picking up. Inside sales, almost every company's got one. And so I can't imagine that's not true. Selling the value of inside sales has got to be easier than it's ever been as we just get more comfortable with that term and that technology. So. Yeah. So those are a couple of the big trends on the bottom, but I want to revisit this idea of what the heck's going on top. Well, yeah, because there's one at the bottom that has had a steady decline that seems out of place. It doesn't seem like it should have a a steady decline when you consider some of the things we have at the top. And I'm looking at number 13 right now, developing tomorrow's leaders, Mm. right? Now, uh, in 2014, it was the eighth concern, then 11. Than 13. It's been a steady decline. So my question is, why is that less of a concern when coaching, uh, uh, training and development are such big concerns? Yeah, it's because it's because developing tomorrow's leader, it's too high level. You know, it's yeah. too, when, when we think of, um, you know, not necessarily frontline, but mid-level frontline managers thinking about what they need to do to be successful, mm-hmm. you know, and, and help them themselves and others be successful. Developing future leaders. They're not thinking about taking their sales reps and creating leaders out of them. They're thinking about right. taking sales reps and getting them trained, skills, tactics to be successful. So I'm not surprised at that one. You start maybe with higher aspirations, but it's a little high. It's right. a little pie right. in the sky. Yeah. So... <clears throat> My, I guess my question on those those top six, the solid six. The solid six. six why the haven't same. they budged? You know, it's funny. If my wife, if, if my wife says to me, complains of something and says, uh, you know, hey, you didn't do X, Y, and Z. If I don't do that the same day, I mean, there's going to be she'll have my head on a platter. Absolutely. Um, we've got three years of the same problems. And why have we not been able to change that? We actually possibly dove, longer because this is just that's goes true. Back. We've only been doing it for yeah, three years, exactly. So we actually dove into this. You'll find this interesting. So we went back to some of these people and said, "What are you going to do about it? Well, you know, what are you going to do differently in order to solve some of these problems?" Now there was a variance of answers, certainly, but a couple of the themes that came out of the qualitative, I want to read a couple to you. So when we asked them and said, "What are you going to do differently? How are you going to handle this training and development problem?" One one solid response was using external sales training firms or accreditations. When we asked about lead quantity and quality, one of the ways these leaders said they wanted to solve that was pushing for new marketing leadership. When we asked about recruiting and hiring, these these kind of, again, mid-level management said they want to hire headhunters and employment firms. Again, they said other things, but there was definitely some of these clusters. And we took a step back and started to say, (laughs) What the heck, you know? I yeah. mean, there, there's a theme going on with those answers, and it's all external focus. So when you dive through those responses, you got to come up with two things. One is um, either these people are lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I don't think that's I don't necessarily think true. I don't think they're lazy. Or they honestly don't know how to do it. I think that's it. And, and that may be a little strong to say they honestly have no clue how to do it. Or they have no idea how to do it. But 
they they don't feel comfortable enough to take that on and so they look to an external source or resource to be able to do that so that they can do something else well, where do a lot of managers come from i mean frontline sales reps it's exactly. got to be most of most do, all of them right they do a good job as a frontline sales rep and then they kind of get tagged as okay this is someone who can clearly knows their job and they can lead other people to, to do their job but then what what happens so all of a sudden one day they come to work and they're a sales rep, and then the next day they come to work and they're a manager. And it's and it's you you talk about things like hiring. I mean, that's a skill that you never had as a rep. You can't really no. teach somebody that very well, and you may be spread pretty thin. So, you know, if you're not convinced, one of the things I thought was interesting when we looked at this data and said these are what the managers are complaining about, we re looked at the reps and they shared three of them. Okay. So three of the top five were the same when it comes to things that frustrate managers or leaders. So lead quantity and quality, training and development and coaching. So it's interesting here. The the, the reps are also saying, my my managers aren't, aren't aren't doing it. They're not providing it. Managers are saying we we can't do it. In fact, we'd love to have someone else come and help us. So you've got this perfect storm where, how do we then take a step back and solve this and my feel, and this is, comes back to the um, the the Jepson. What was Je- Rob? Rob. Rob Jepson's point. He said he said you know he's done a lot of look on coaching. You can't coach um, unless you've been coached. And I think it's it's the crux of it is that I was trying to think of a word actually, that, or a, or a, a quick line like you, you can't expect what you yourself don't respect. Um, if if I want my guys to coach, I've got to I got to help them know how to coach so that they can coach my frontline reps. If I want people to uh, be good trainers, then I got to teach them how to to train. If I want people to hire well and not be frustrated about that, then I got to teach them and work with them to hire. So my feel, Steve, is that the blame on this is not necessarily on on these mid-level managers. I think this is a little bit of a cry for help. I think the problem more resides with us, with with senior-level inside sales leaders who have not provided enough support training themselves to cascade that down down the organization. I think you're absolutely right. I'm going to use a a sports analogy here because they're they're always good. Uh, But one of the greatest college basketball coaches of all time. Uh Uh-oh. Rick Majerus. Dave Rose. Rick Maj- I like I like Coach Rose. Uh, I <laughs> like that's uh, might be why you coach. I like I like Dave Rose. But Rick Majerus, right? But the one of the greatest basketball coaches of all time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, do you know how many basketball games that guy Wait, has? are we gonna debate this or are you just you're just moving on? No, what what it, would make him the greatest? Give me one es- thing. It's an established fact. Let me ask you this. Coach Rose, how many times have you been Is to the Is it because four? he died early? Is that how many the, No, he did not die early. That guy's lucky he lasted well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is he right? He's still around? No. Oh, no. Yeah, okay. He, uh, he, uh, he did. He'd passed, didn't he? He did pass. He, d- he wasn't the most healthy of That's individuals. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know how many basketball games that guy ever played? Zero. Zero. Oh, but come on. That's a lot of people. There's yeah, a lot of my, coaches. But, but, but my point is, I'm not saying that's what makes him great. I'm saying uh, there's a thought that if someone's a good player, they're going to be necessarily be a good coach. And we know yeah, that's not true. That's true. That, right? Uh-huh. And uh, it's not often we can have a, like a football coach like Sataki at BYU. Yeah. It goes from a player to a coach. A lot of them do that, but they're not. That doesn't mean they're great. Right, I'm with you. But Majerus, that was a totally different skill set that he that he went after and he developed. developed. Yeah, 
he's a coach through and through. I don't know if that guy could like do a layup. That's right. That's right. But he could teach people, and he could make them better. Yeah. And take them to the Final Four. He did, and he did the one. He year. did. He that did. was awesome. He did. In fact, I used to like. That's when I liked Utah actually a yeah. little bit. Bad they were just different. Bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. <laughs> I am such a bandwagon. I'm like watching the Warriors. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm a LeBron fan. You're the guy. I go up to him like, hey, that's a really nice new Cubs hat. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, the Cubs. Um, I was trying to get the, the someone from the Cubs on the show. I've been reaching out to them, uh-huh. and they've got such a great story about some of this stuff. But yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about. Shiny. Yeah, that's right. Shiny <laughs> object. So we, we, we've, we've diverted a little bit. But my, my point is... Oh, yeah. Uh, what was your point on Majerus? What was your point, point on Majerus? My point with Majerus is that coaching is a different skill than executing, right? And we tend to think that we're just going to take someone who executed well and suddenly they can be a coach. Yeah. And it's a different skill and it's a different... We need to teach that just like we teach how to actually do a sales call. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I think if we had managers write in or call in, how many managers? You, you, I'm going to ask you this. Put yourself in their shoes. How much time is spent training managers to lead sales reps? Oh, minimal, minimal. It's got to be nothing. I bet it's. Oh, I bet a lot of people would say zero. Oh, absolutely, time. absolutely. I think it just. You know, like I said, they come in one day and suddenly they're a manager, and. Uh, you know, they, they've got to do all the manager things instantly and, and they're manager because now they have access to payroll and they have access to, you know, scheduling or they're they have access to program. There's just yeah. no program. So uh, in closing, in uh, in summary, does this line even work? I was trying to think of something catchy, you know, don't expect what you yourself yourself don't respect. That doesn't really work. No. Yeah, now, a I, little bit. Uh, it's, a start. it's a little bit, but it's though. a little it's a little close to uh, expect what you inspect. You know, it's a little too close to that. Yeah, it is, but it's not the same, it's right? It's not the I mean, same because you it's need too close. to respect. Okay, you guys kind of get what I'm going for. We, we get, we get the gist. So actually, let me just go down one line then. But I, I, mean, I wouldn't make a bumper sticker out of it. <laughs> if you want your managers to coach, then I am a believer that you're going to need a coach. Then. Absolutely. If you want your managers to train, then train. If you want your managers to hire, then then you're going to need to hire with them. So mm-hmm. let's see how the survey turns out next year. Top five things that uh, piss off inside sales managers the most. By all means, grab the download. Steve, over to you. Yeah, absolutely. Can you believe this is episode 46, I believe? 46. Wow. It's coming up. 50. Yeah. So with that, uh, feel free. You can listen to all of them. They're all available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Uh, you can email us if you have any questions um, at uh, podcastinsidesales.com. Or if you want to come on the show, if you want to be a guest. We're always looking for great guests to tell great stories. Uh, you can uh, message us at podcastinsidesales.com uh, or uh, we're pretty uh, active on Twitter. Uh, I am found at Steve Error and then complaints can go to at Gabe Larson with an S-E-N. Um, also reach out to us on LinkedIn. Um, we'd be happy to, to talk to you there. And uh, with that, let's let's go get at it. 